we've been sharing about sin for a couple weeks, and and today I want to talk about let your conscience be your guide. And, you know, if you really think about it, you know, God, He is so good that He puts a conscience inside of us that guides us. That, you know, He doesn't just leave us out there and we're kind of just floundering on our own, but He actually puts a conscience inside of us to help us. And He gives us a conscience to help us to know right from wrong. You know, that's the purpose of our conscience. In Jeremiah 31, there's a prophecy. And in Jeremiah 31, 33, and 34, God said that he's going to give us a new covenant. He said, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their mind and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they all know me from the least of them to the greatest of all of them, says the Lord. For I will give their, forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. So God says, you know, in the Old Testament, he gave the law to Moses. and He gave him a physical law. They, he wrote it on stone and took it down from the mountain and they, they saw it. But God said, a day is going to come that I'm going to put my law in people's hearts and on their minds. You know, it's a better law. You know, it's not just something, well, you know, if, you know, if the, the other law, you know, you had to keep it in front of you and they told you, you know, write it down, put it on your doorpost, put it here, put it there so you can see it. Because you need to remind yourselves about this law. But God says, a day's coming when I'm going to put it inside you. And you're going to know right from wrong. You're going to know right from wrong. He's going to give us that knowing inside. And I believe that mankind has that knowing. Now, we're going to talk about what we do with it, but I believe mankind has that knowing that people kind of know what to do is right and what to do is not right. It's inside of us. God said, I'm going to write it, put it on your heart. And so, so we have that in us. And then uh, also in 1 Timothy, in 1 Timothy, the uh, first chapter, the 18th verse, First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.18, it says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the warf- a good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. So Paul said to Timothy in the New Testament, he says, Timothy, he says, you know, you've been given a good conscience. I've been given a good conscience, he says. But he said, you know, there's some who've rejected that. Okay, that that right that conscience inside of us to do right or wrong. He says, Timothy, you've been given a good conscience. I think part of that was because earlier he's told him about, you know, your mother and your grandmother, they taught you, they they taught you what's right and wrong, which that's all part of it. You know, people can help us with our conscience. You know, that's what I think parents do, you know. When you raise children, don't you notice some, a lot of times at a young age, you know, their conscience is exposed? Like, you know, they do something. They know it's wrong. Many times. Why is it then when children do something wrong, why is it a lot of times they hide? They hide. Adam and Eve, you know, Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they hid. 
They hear from God. You know, you watch children a lot of times. You know, they'll do kind of the same thing. And you'll find them and go, what would you do? <laughs> you know, and then depending on their conscience and the condition they're in, they might say, oh, <laughs> you know, they start crying. Or some kids will look at you very belligerently and say, nothing. Figure it out. <laughs> Different reactions, you know. But I believe, you know, it says that we can all have, we all have a conscience. And it says here that Timothy had a good conscience, but he said, some, some have rejected the truth, have rejected what's right. And he says, you know, their conscience isn't good. They've suffered shipwreck. So our conscience is part of our inner being. I believe it's part of, the Bible say it's part of our heart. It's our spirit. You know, it, it, it speaks to us. It, it kind of makes us uneasy sometimes. Makes us uncomfortable maybe. Or makes us realize things. It distinguishes between right and wrong. You know, it distinguishes between what we should do and shouldn't do. It urges us to do right and wrong. Or not do right. It urges us to do right and not do wrong. Okay? It ur- you know, there's that, it's something inside you like, you know, I, I don't think I should do that. You know, or you're contemplating something and there's something in there that says, ah, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I believe our conscience will also pass judgment. You know, after you've made a choice, it may your conscience may start to what? Make you feel guilty. Oh, you have a guilty conscience. Isn't that what we say sometimes? We have a guilty conscience. Why is that? Well, I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably shouldn't have said that. Your conscience starts to make you think about that or it brings to remembrance. You know, sometimes after we said something, you know, maybe you didn't even think about it when you said it and what all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You know, something starts to say, wow, you shouldn't have done that. Um, so, so we have this inside of us and I believe it's God-given. It's God-given. And it's, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, wow, isn't that neat that God... He cares enough about me, wants me to do the right thing. And so he puts something inside of me to help me, to help me, to guide me, to speak to me. You know, I think sometimes God gets a bad rap. You know, people think, well, God just sits in heaven and waits for us to mess up. He's got this big old stick. And, you know, when you mess up, he just whacks you. And that's, you know, that's not, the, that's not God. He says, no, I'll tell you what. He says, I'm going to put right and wrong. I'm going to put it on your heart. And so you're going to know. You know, it, it's a protection for us. You know, it keeps us from doing the wrong thing. It guides us. You know, let your conscience be a guide. So we can either listen to our conscience. You know, now we have a choice. Okay, God's put a conscience inside of us. Now we have a choice. I can either listen to my conscience or I can ignore it. I can do what I want. I can do what I think God wants me to do. I believe the more we listen to our conscience, the better trained it is. You know, the choices we make, you know, the more I listen to my conscience, you know, don't do, okay, I shouldn't do that. You know, the more you listen to it, the better it'll get. Your conscience will guide you. 
It'll guide you between right, right and wrong. But again, we have choices to make. Choices to make. We can ignore our conscience. We can ignore our conscience. And if you ignore your conscience long enough, you'll become hard. You'll become hard. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some different kinds of consciences. The first one is a good conscience. A good conscience. You know, in 1 Timothy 1.19, Paul said to Timothy, he says, you have faith and a good conscience. You've got a good conscience. You're sensitive to right and wrong. And you choose the right thing. And I believe also a good conscience is one that when it reminds us that something is wrong or something is sin, that we respond to it by, I'm sorry, forgive me. You know, it's, it's not about perfection. You know, it's, it's that this conscience inside of me is going to help me to make right choices. But, you know, and then if I make a wrong choice, it's not like, well, it's over. You know, God in his grace and mercy now will forgive me, but I can say, well, I'm sorry because, you know, my conscience is bothering me. And so I respond to that. I respond to that by saying, Lord, forgive me. I believe if we have a good conscience and we listen to it, it keeps us out of a lot of trouble. You can avoid a lot of problems in life by listening to your conscience, a good conscience. You know, God, I think, wants to protect us from a lot of things. And I believe he puts this alarm system in us so that when we start to maybe head in the wrong direction, all these alarms and bells go off. And we say, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe, I, maybe that's not the right thing. You know, they, with the old, there's a picture that sometimes people use, you know, there's an angel on this shoulder and a devil over here. You know, um, you know, it's a, it's a picture. You know, I think the, the angel, the, the good voice can be your conscience. You know, now there's other voices saying, oh, come on, come on, you know, do this. So I think there are other voices. There are other things pulling at us to try to get us to do the wrong thing. But I believe we have those choices. We have those choices to make. And so a good conscience points out direction, and it helps us to know if we're going in a bad direction. And, you know, going in a bad direction isn't so bad if you see it and turn around and ask God to forgive you. That's called repentance. Now, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a terrible thing. None of us are perfect. You know, so we're all going to go down various paths to various degrees and do some things we probably shouldn't. Now, that doesn't condone it just because, well, we all do it, so I guess we all might as well just go down that path. No, that's not, that's not the point. The point is we will. But as we do that, God protects us and wants us to see that he will forgive us and we can turn around as we listen to our conscience. We listen to our conscience. And then I believe there's a, a conscience that uh, struggles. You know, we all have struggles, but... You know, sometimes we can struggle with things, some a little more than others. You know, uh, people that have a conscience, but, well, they just don't listen to it very often or not as often as they should. They, they struggle. In 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, 
There's a, there's a whole section here that talks about eating meat given to idols, okay? Uh, I really struggled with how to get this clear, and I don't, I don't know how clear I'm going to get this, but, you know, the church, the, the people weren't supposed to eat meat given to idols, okay? So in the early church, when people came to Christ, some people knew this and some people didn't. Some people, the Bible says, some people had knowledge of this. They knew it was wrong and some people didn't. So now you got people in the church. Some know it's wrong to do this. Some people don't know it's wrong to do it. Okay. In 1 Corinthians 8, 7. It says, however, there is not in everyone the knowledge for some without consciousness of the idol until now. Eat it as things different, as things offered to an idol. And their conscience being weak is defiled. So it's saying that, you know, some people didn't know it was wrong. And then maybe they found out it was wrong, but their conscience was weak. And maybe they were struggling with it. And they just couldn't quite get it. Well, isn't that way sometimes it was with us if you think about it? You know, sometimes maybe we, we know something's wrong. I know I shouldn't do it. Kind of struggle. I try not to do it, but, you know, Paul kind of alluded to it one time. He says, well, the, things I, the thing I want to do, I can't. And the thing I don't want to do, I do. Oh, my, what a struggle. Well, let me just say this. That's not where God wants to leave you. That's not, you know, you can say, well, the Apostle Paul struggled. You know, so I guess if he struggled, we all struggle. So, you know, that's the way it goes. I try to do the right thing. I want to do the right thing. But the thing I want to do, I don't. The thing I don't want to do, I do. Oh, what are, he said, what a wretched man that I am. Now, he did not leave you there. He's just saying, sometimes we're in that condition. Some people are in that condition. He goes on to say, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to talk about walking in the Spirit and doing the right thing. It's not like he's saying, oh, well, I don't know what to do. I do right, I do wrong, I can't help myself. Well, I guess that's just life. Don't accept that place. That is not where God wants us. Long time, well, it's, uh, I was going to say a long time. Well, you know, a long time ago, it was various different people. Around 45 to 50 years ago, how's that for a time frame? I heard a teaching. <laughs> you know, some things stick with you more than others, but I heard a teaching. Uh, uh, an old, <laughs> I hate using that, an old pastor. He was old back then. Obviously, he's not alive now. <laughs> but he, uh, he shared Romans 6, 7, and 8. And his words were, life is great in Romans 8. Life is great in Romans 8. That's where God wants us to be. He wants us to have victory. He wants us to walk in that. And if we have a conscience, you know, it says there are consciences that struggle. That, you know, they struggle. We know the right thing to do, but I struggle to do it. Now, this could happen over a period of time. It could happen about an incident at a specific time. It could be just in general. And I, I struggle. A lot of times new Christians can have more of this struggle sometimes. Sometimes old Christians have more of this struggle than they should. You know, the Bible says we're supposed to mature. And so new Christians, they struggle with this. You know, 
I'm coming out of a different lifestyle. So, you know, I want to do what God wants, but man, I've done it. You know, when you've done something for, I don't know, a long period of time, and then you change, it's not always easy to change habits. Not always easy. You know, I believe God wants to help us. I've watched some people, they become a Christian, they can give, they just give up stuff like, and then other people become a Christian and they struggle some. I've just seen it. It's not to condemn anybody, I've just seen it. I just see that it, it, it varies. Some people struggle with one thing and somebody doesn't struggle with it. And I always say this, if you struggle with it and I don't, then you've got a big problem. See how we are? See, if I don't have a problem with it, I got it all. Hey, I don't do that in my life. Well, then what's wrong with you? How's come you struggle with that? You know, we're easy to point the finger at everybody else's struggle. You know, I can handle that. I don't do that. I'm not a liar. Oh, I hate all liars. You guys, what's wrong with you? You know, well, you know, people are sometimes struggling. So what we think we need to do is we need to encourage one another. You know, people that might be struggling with their conscience, we need to encourage them. Be patient with one another. Pray for one another. Positive things. You know, encourage. Be patient. Pray for somebody. But instead, so many times we're critical and condemning. You know, rather than encourage them and try to help them, we want to just put them down. What's the matter with them? You know, I don't know why they don't change. I don't know what's wrong with them. Well, sometimes people struggle. Sometimes we have a wavering conscience. We know what's right, but we do the wrong anyway. You know, there's just sometimes you can actually, you know the right thing to do and something inside of you just says, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Sometimes we can claim to be a Christian, but our actions show us different. I'm not talking about mistakes or, you know, things that we all do or have we have sin, but I'm just talking about whether you're a Christian or not. You know, sometimes we're wavering. We know the right thing, but we choose the wrong. We just make that choice. We choose the wrong path in life. You know, when Jesus one time talked about paths, he says, wide is the path that leads to destruction. Wide is the path. To me, that says it's an easy path. It's a big old wide path, and you don't have any trouble. You just walk down that path, and it's easy. It's wide enough that everybody's going that way. That's part of the reason it's wide, because there's a big crowd going that way. It's easy. It's the easy thing to do. It's easy. But Jesus says, but there's a narrow path that leads to life, an eternal life. A narrow path. I don't know if you, you know if you've ever been walking in mountains or those areas. You know, if, you're up, if I'm up high and I'm in mountains, I like big, wide paths. Big, wide paths. And when we were down in Kentucky, there's one trip over the mountain that's in a nice two-lane highway. It's got stripes. And then there's a shortcut. And the shortcut is quicker. But it's, you know, it's not as wide. It's not as easy. It's not a little more difficult. You've got to pay attention. You've got to pay attention on that path. You don't pay attention on that path, they won't see you for a while. <laughs> You're just gone. 
But you know, narrow, narrow path, harder paths lead to life. I believe that being a Christian is sometimes difficult. It's harder. It's more of a challenge. It's, it's easy to do whatever I want to do. It's easier to do whatever makes me feel good. It, that's an easier path. And sometimes we get to the point that our conscience is unwavering, or it's wavering. We don't start to follow it anymore. You know, Jesus says he's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the path. And, you know, on that path, you don't waver. You don't waver. And on that path, even though we may be on, the, on that path, I believe repentance is still highly possible, absolutely necessary. I believe on that path we need to come to the knowledge that we're not following him, that we're not accepting what he's done for us. We're doing our own way. We think maybe I can live a good enough life, I can make it to eternity, and God will go, okay, yeah, you weren't too bad. Yeah, okay, compared to the people around you, you were actually pretty good. No, that's not how it's going to be. That's not how we, there's not, you know, you can't hang around enough bad people to get your way into heaven. You know, no. So, but I believe that, you know, you can still repent. Your conscience can be pretty, you know, I just want to do the right thing, but you could still repent. And then in the Bible, in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, the first two verses. It says that now the Spirit expressly says that in latter days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. The last conscience I want to talk about is a seared conscience. Now this this is this is the worst one. This is the worst one. It's hardened against the truth. Hardened. Now it doesn't just doesn't just say, well, you know, I, this is how I live, and it having I don't want to follow Jesus, and I'm just kind of, you know, and I can accept the wrong, and it's okay. But a seared conscience is hardened against the truth. There are people who are hard against the truth. They're hardened tough their lives are completely immoral and they don't care you know there's people who live immoral lives and they kind of feel bad about it and then there are people who live immoral lives and they don't care they don't care they'll tell you they'll tell you they're going to hell and that's just their plight and i don't care Tough, tough people to deal with. I don't deal with. They're tough people to get to listen to the gospel. Because their hearts are hardened. For all, whatever the reason. I, I, you know, there's all kinds of reasons you get in that place. But their hearts are hardened. And they're very difficult people to touch because they're hardened. Very difficult to repent. I don't think impossible. I don't think impossible but I think very difficult because they don't want to listen. They said, this is, they're just matter of fact about it. And sometimes they're so hard that they'll even encourage others to follow that path. Just very hard. 
seared. A conscience that just says, I don't care. I always think those are words that are just very terrible when I hear people say them. I don't care. Because then what do you say? Anything you say comes back with, I don't care. I don't care. You say, well, yeah, but you're going to hell. I don't care. I know. Yeah, they'll agree with you. Yeah, you're right. I probably am. Very hard. You know, not necessarily bad people. I've seen people in that condition that were relatively nice. Sometimes I have this weird attraction to those people. I find them challenging, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't see them as a project. But I think it's very challenging because I think the love of God can still penetrate. There's no heart too hard. More difficult, yes, but never too hard. Never too hard. But that's a terrible place to be in. Terrible place. So what do we do? I believe as Christians, we need to know God's word and its truth. That's the basis for your conscience. Know the word of God. If your conscience is based on what you think or other people think, it's going to guide you in all kinds of wrong directions. It's got to be based on the Word of God to do what God wants. Keep your conscience working and follow it. Pay attention to it. Listen to it. Listen to what your conscience says. Hear what it's saying to you. Let God's Word train your conscience so it doesn't become dull or hard. We, we don't want to get to that place. You don't want to, you don't want to head down that path. You don't, want to, you don't want to get wavering. We want, to, we want to hear what God says. We want to hear what he says, what our conscience says to us. You know, it's for our good. And then choose, choose. You know, we make choices. Choose, choose to follow God's word. Choose to follow your conscience. Choose to allow your conscience to be your guide as you allow God to speak through your conscience. But those are choices. If you don't choose that, you're going to choose to do what you want to do and you will less and less listen to your conscience because your voice will get louder. Your voice will get louder. Your voice will say, well, I think you ought to go do this. And then you're going to find people who agree and everybody's going to be happy because, well, we're all doing it and we're all going down this big wide path. You know, we make choices. And when we do wrong, be quick to admit it. You know, when your conscience starts to prick you, you know, it just, it just you know, it may, it's conscious will make you feel uncomfortable. You know, it'll kind of keep bugging you. It'll keep speaking to you like, you know, you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said that. You should have done this. You know, you know, now, I think the Holy Spirit and your conscience work together, Okay. I think there's the Holy Spirit also works. But, you know, today we're talking about our conscience. I think they, they work together. But, you know, we need to listen. And then we need to let our good conscience be our guide. You can let your conscience be your guide, but what kind of conscience do you have? You know, you need a good conscience. If you've got a hard or wavering conscience, don't let it be your guide. You know, because it's going to lead you the wrong way. 
You know, have a conscience toward turn towards the Lord and what he says to us. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've put inside of us a knowing of what's right and wrong. Lord, help us to keep that conscience pure and holy, grounded in your word. Help us to listen to that conscience. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here this morning that, uh, Lord, they've never made that decision to allow you to be in charge of their life. They've never made that decision to follow you. They've never turned their heart to you and, and asked you to forgive them of their sin. Lord, I pray you just speak to their heart and just let them know that they can come to you. They can come to you, just ask. And just make that choice. They can choose today to follow you. Today is the day of salvation. It's always the day. It's always the day. It's, it's before us. We choose. And we can choose life. So Lord, if there's anyone here that's never done that, Lord, I pray that you just speak to their heart. Let them know that you love them, that you forgive them, and that they can accept what you've done for them on the cross. Lord, we just thank you for that. And Lord, if, if there's anyone that does that, Lord, I pray you'd encourage them to share that with somebody, that they would share that with others to encourage them. Lord, just guide us. Lord, just help us remember that you've given us a conscience to guide us. When we say guide us, Lord, that you've put it inside of us. So, Lord, just help us to listen. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, if anyone needs a prayer, has a prayer request or wants someone to pray with them, Lord, you would just encourage them to come up and let our prayer team encourage them and pray with them about whatever their need might be. Lord, we're not meant to bear our burdens alone, but Lord, we can share them with one another. So Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for being with us. Lord, just uh, guide us in all that we do. Bless our day. Thank you for the good weather. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen.